Loading Nerd Track Program. Listen when ready. Gotta watch your language. Oh, he was serious. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Am I ever serious? You just were. You hit the button. I did hit the button. I told you I was hitting the button. I know. I have no problem with you hitting the button. Phil was the one who cried out in surprise and pain. I'm like, "Ah, here's here's repaired. (laughs) Here's my advice for any uh, men listening out there. Um, Hit the button. Go for it, <laughs> please. You, you won't Shut be sad, up. and we'll she appreciate will appreciate it. it. Hit the, find the button, hit the button. Just hit the goddamn button. Find the big it. red button though, because the red button will hang up on whatever you're doing. But I don't know if David knows what we're talking about. All right, <laughs> welcome to the Nerd Trek Podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I am Jeff, and I'm here with David. Hey guys. And Phil. Hey everybody. Welcome. Yeah, we are cruising through season seven of TNG. Next up is Force of Nature, season seven, episode nine, original air date, November 13th, 1993. Um, God, Sandra I watched Bullock this. It came out shortly after. Right. Uh, ben Affleck and Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Uh, good memory. There you go. See, fucking you. See, you remember I that. Remember that you remember. <laughs> ADHD, man. I can remember movies and quotes and things like that. But if you ask me things that are important, it just. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm Jeopardy at six, Wapner at 630. Jeopardy at six, Wapner at 630. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, God, I, I like this episode and I do not like this episode. Um, rough plot dev- or plot summary is this is what introduces us to the, um, the Federation basically implements a warp five speed limit because excessive warp use um, breaks down space and uh, creates like fissures in uh, subspace. Um, yeah. But the first half of this is fucking about Spot yeah. and Jordy having an ish, like a, a rivalry. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't so, care. Which goes absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. They, they clearly had like three quarters of an episode. <laughs> And they're yeah. like, mm, what else can we put in here to fill the 44 minutes? Um, yeah. Cause I, I honestly thought this was going to be another one of those kind of like day in the life aboard the ship. Mm-hmm. But then I also remember like, but this is about the warp, like the warp speed limit. And I was like, well, how do they do that again? Cause I haven't watched this in a, in a while. Yeah. And so just the fucking 30 minutes of spot, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, what are you all doing? And I don't care. Like I, I would have, like, I don't know why they didn't, uh, flesh out more of this warp and science stuff. And they could have been looking cause they're, they're looking for a ship as well. Um, which I'm like, why didn't they talk more about that? It was weird. Or they could have just flushed spot at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Flush him out. Gone. All right, let's move on. <laughs> and I think this is the one where spot changes, uh, 
sexes, right? Because mm. up until now they've called Spot a he, he, and then now it's a <laughs> she. I thought, they, I thought they said he. It was that later uh, they apparently she has he has a litter. That was the problem, not that they yeah refer to them differently. Yeah, well, because I think in the one where Data, um, I remember shit. He's giving Worf. <laughs> Data gives Worf Spot and says, "Oh, you have to call him a good boy, and he's a good boy." But yeah, then the next episode, like, the, well, this they say she say repeatedly. He also, no, no they, they say, say she. Nope, they say she. Please don't misgender the cat. Okay, sorry. No, I <laughs> no, it's just funny. Yeah, and then later, Spot does have a litter of kittens. So, in a couple Which more is, episodes, just crazy. Maybe he's a he's a flurkin. Maybe he can do whatever he wants. Could be a flurkin. <laughs> my theory too is like, what if he's like, what if Data has gone through multiple spots? Because he just like. <laughs> He just replicates a new spot. Like he has, you know, feline trial and error. Whoops. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't train that one. Apparently feline supplement 241 has some like arsenic or something in it. Cause that fucking spots dead. (laughs) Um, Poor spot. It's like a clone. (laughs) It's like the way it's like a way (laughs) you like here we have spot 36. (laughs) Come on, let's go. David will get that in a a little bit. You will. Um, God, I know I have science questions about this one. Yeah, um, I was going to say we need to add this to the list of questions for the next time we do a special yeah. with with Dr. Aaron and or Tamara or whoever we get. Yeah, because I, I have can, questions. Honestly, this, is, this is one of those ones that's going to be like nobody has any clue because we're not going to know. Well, because warp fields don't warp exist. Box. and Yeah, yeah. we're not going to know what warp does to space until we actually have warp fields in space. and then and we can it, would be, it would be well, interesting to get into the kinds of things that do tear through. Well, I think it would be an interesting theoretical discussion that obviously our layman brains could understand because I don't obviously Dr. Aaron is way smarter than us. Um, Well, but kind of like in in the episode how they were like, well, we think this is what's going to happen, but we don't really know until that one scientist causes a warp core breach and kind of like speeds it up. Like it's all theory, which I felt this was very topical now to like climate change. And we're like, we think this is what's going to happen, but we won't fucking do anything until it like there's a giant, you know, hole in space. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to remember when this episode first came out, it was all about the ozone layer and punching holes in the atmosphere. Mm. Yeah. That's why I was like, don't use that can of Aquanet. It's killing the environment. Those, those damn cow farts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so I mean, even 30 years on, it's still, it's still topical. Yeah. Yeah. Which, but I think it's, but the scientists, I, I forget her name. I'm terrible with names. Um, but she's right is basically we, people are reactionary. We're not preventative. So we won't do anything until it's like it's already happened. And then we're all kind of screwed. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, the poor Hakarans are like, yeah, all planet on our life is going to be dead in like 20 years. If you guys don't knock this shit off. <laughs> yeah. And it's already like altering their gravity and their climate and, yeah, the amount of time, up. whatever, I think she said like 40 years or whatever, but whatever amount of time it is, it's like shockingly short. <laughs> right. They're like, we are so screwed. Well, but I think too, though, because originally they said it was just in this one section of space because of this corridor yeah. with these types of, um, I for, sorry, I, it's maybe my memory's bad because there's a certain tachyons or something that's like weird in this part of space. And so that's why the warp field was altering it here. But then they later found out, well, this is kind of everywhere. Just given a long enough time, it could alter all of space. Yeah, right? basically. Yeah, basically. They, they, the Federation created that corridor to keep ships safe from yeah, running into to, anything. Right. Um, 
I do like yeah, Tetrion fields. Tetrions, okay. Yeah, the Tetrion. Which Tetrions are they always come back in Star Trek at some point. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure that's a made up thing, but I've never heard of it. Is it? Or maybe because there's tachyons and then there's tetrions. I was going to say, if it is, it's not something I've ever heard of before, which I'm not a scientist. So who knows? But yeah, I... <laughs> a subatomic particle. Well, yeah, because they, they make it as a subatomic particle that can only exist in a subspace environment. So tetrion oh. radiation is a bombardment of these particles. So, yeah, it might be one of those things that we theorize could exist. But yeah. I don't think we've ever seen them or observed them. If only we knew an astrophysicist. Mm. If that only. would be amazing. Yeah, right. I should next time we have her on for just like a normal episode, it'd be like, Hey, we had a quick science question and like, just like, <laughs> just explain this. Hey, just, hey, what the fuck real quick? <laughs> just do this real fast in two minutes. Explain how everything in the universe works. Yeah. Make me <laughs> an astrophysicist. Please. Please. In minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like kind of how, uh, Jordy and Picard kind of have this like reckoning of like, this thing that I love, I always wanted to explore and I'm like, you know, enjoys a big, you know, warp loves engines. They're supposed, mm-hmm. they're supposed to be warp field experts and they're like, but it's destroying the thing that we love. And, you know, so I, I kind of like that they have this moment of reflection about it. Well, and it's kind of, I, I need to go back and rewatch some discovery mm-hmm. to see if they mention anything about it with the burn. How so? I just with, I don't know. I'm with the Tetrions like, were there, yeah, with, the, with the buildups. Yeah. I mean, obviously mm. we know that that didn't have any effect on the burn, but, uh, I don't well, know. I don't, I don't remember. I, I'd have to go back and watch that whole, that was season three. Season no, no, the, no, no, the burn. Yeah. Season three. No. Of discovery. Season two. No, two was the time traveling angel. One was Klingons. Oh, I thought. Yeah, two oh, I was, the, three was the time travel. No, two. two was, one was the Klingons. Two was those like seven or those signals in the sky, and she does the time travel. Oh, thing. that's right. They go to the yeah. future, and then that's the burn, and then okay. four is the ten C. Yeah. So, Turning into the twelve so days three. of Christmas. One was the Klingons. Two <laughs> was the angels. Three was the burn. <laughs> four was the data. That kind of fits. I like. It's that. nice having full season arcs, though, because it's easy to figure out which season happened. Right. It's true. Although I do have to say, I, and obviously this episode's coming out after Strange New Worlds has already started. I, and I've only watched one episode, so because that's all that that has come out. I do enjoy the episodic Star Trek. I like the oh, bigger. Arcs it's so as nice well. going back to that. I've but I like so having, much. I like having the options. I I like both in just different ways. Yeah, but uh, it, it just being able to watch. One. an hour of star trek and have the whole thing wrapped up at once there's just something yeah. about episodic trek that we haven't had in such a long time i mean lower decks kind of does it but yeah. i mean i but, feel more like they've gotten better at doing it in a lot of shows these days like supernatural as an example they have the overarching one that goes from episode to episode but right. each episode is still a contained thing that they wrap up so you just have kind of that yeah. looming bit but if if they do it, they can yeah. do it well, and I feel like well, a lot of shows have gotten better at that. And and well, I think that's the advantage of having a show like this on a streaming platform, without commercials, that mm. you you're not bound by okay, you have to have 46 minutes and 13 seconds of content because of commercials and advertising and blah blah blah. Yeah, like episodes of Picard season 
this last season, um, they ranged anywhere from like 48 minutes to like an hour and six kind of thing. Yeah. And it's mm. just like, tell, take whatever time it needs tell to the tell the story completely. Yeah. Which is something that the next generation Voyager DS nine, they all suffered from. It's is either because you have too much material and you have to jam it in or you don't have enough and you have to stretch and we end up with weird shit, like talking to spot for 15 minutes. <laughs> right. It's, it's crazy. I, I think that's, what's hard is that there can be valid criticism about discovery about wanting the episodic stuff. Um, but then it gets merged into this misogynist racist bullshit that is completely separate issues. Like you, you can not like the script, but don't mix it with like racism. Like that's, but, but it's like, if you criticize one thing, then you just get lumped into a group because those, because the shitheads are loudest. Yeah. So that's basically. What, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I wish this episode had more science. I don't care about spot. I don't care about same, even though the whole kind of Geordie rivalry with, the other engineer was just like a couple moments thing. I was just like, I still don't care about this, but there was like two or three of those moments spread throughout the show. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're supposed to be dealing with this like major issue. Like the ship is down. They're trying to get it rebooted. Then they're analyzing the research Mm -hmm. from the planet and from the, from the scientists that pop up. And it's like, okay, we're dealing with all of this really serious space shit. Yeah. You guys are going to, like be fucking around with sensor alignment <laughs> and stuff to try and increase power efficiency by 0.2%. It's very mm. different tones. It is. Yeah. There's like, there's the kind of this lighthearted kind of a day in the life tone. And then there's the like, we're going to die in space tone. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very much like a 50% is the planet and this mm. and the warp issues. 25% of its spot. The other 25% is dealing with the bullshit power conversion levels. Yeah. It's very, it's, it feels very, um, well, and then there's a Ferengi, um, oh, yeah, thrown in there as well. well. The, the Ferengi ship that was, oh, right. Yeah. Trap yeah. as well. And shut down. Do you, yeah, this was, there's a lot going on in this thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. Do you, um, I don't remember the actor's name again. I'm terrible with names, but the actor who played the Ferengi, you might know him. He was one of the pirates in pirates of the Caribbean. Um, well, he wasn't captain Jack Sparrow. He was not. He's kind of one of the stupid ones from those, like those two. There's like the one pirate has like a weird eye that always pops out. And then there's yeah, like, there's, like there's the tall skinny guy and the short fat guy, the classic yeah, comedy duo. Yeah. This was, this was the short fat guy. <laughs> oh, that's so, a pirate. So the Laurel had the hearty of the group. Okay. Yes. This was the short fat pirate who was in this one. And that's my connection. Yeah. And so they're, they're trying to find this ship that's gone missing. And I don't think we ever even see the ship. They just talk about the ship. We never see it. They transport them all off out of this like singularity and then they cruise on out, but they, we, we never see the ship at all. It's weird. Uh, yeah. Nope. We don't even get like a, a flyby or anything on it. Yeah. It, it's a weird episode. It just is. There is a death though. The one scientist kills herself cause she sets off a warp core breach yep. to prove her point. She, she so. go boom. Oh, so, right. Sorry, we just woke David up. <laughs> Lee Ehrenberg is his name. Sorry, oh, I slept through half of the episode, too, so why wouldn't I uh, zone out while we're talking about it? That's okay. okay. He played, funny enough, okay, so he's been he's been on whichever version of Star Trek. He's played five whichever. different 
so he sorry Five different different aliens he well he was all ferengi he mm. was he's been four ferengis and one telluride nice <laughs> he just well he's because I, I think he is a bit shorter so that probably fits the like ferengi, the ferengi model s- style yeah. yeah that's crazy yeah um yeah he was uh growl on ds9 he was also um so he's in this episode he was in bloodlines as the ferengi that like tries to take over the enterprise which one was bloodlines i don't remember um, that one that's where damon bach comes aboard and he finds picard's oh from the stargazer that picard didn't know he had yeah oh oh no yeah that one yeah we're sorry that's in this season i think isn't it that's a weird one too yeah and then he's on an episode of voyager and then an episode and then two episodes of enterprise as well nice Mm -hmm. so dude's got some appearances heck yeah all right how's our death counter looking all right so that brings us to our 1615 tos and our 5012 borg uh, plus 18,091 for a total of 24,753 souls lost. We're getting close to the 25,000 count. I don't know if we'll hit it by the end of the show. Definitely the movies. Definitely the, movies. the show. Yeah. Lots I was of just shit saying we're counting the in the, we got to count in the movies, right? Oh yeah. We count everything. No, I'm just saying, I, I don't know if we'll hit 25,000 in the show, but I think we will in the movies. Yeah, as best we can. Because I know with like first contact, there's a lot of death, but I don't know if we get a good number. We'll so we'll do our best. Hopefully, um, mm-hmm. uh, Dave, what's your Dave meter on this episode? God, this was a snooze fest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really uh, was. No, hey, I'm I'm kind of with you on this one. No, if ever, I'm like, yeah. And it blended in my mind and de- the episode before and the episode after. Mm. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I've been exceptionally quiet on these because I know that anything I say is going to be like, nope, that was the episode after this. Wrong. <laughs> nope, that was the episode before this. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Get fucking roasted on this show about it. <laughs> Two shows. Uh, so <laughs> I'm giving this a five. Okay, I, but I think for you, that's your bottom, right? That's kind of your... That's, your, that's, like, a, that's like a zero, yeah. It is. I mean, but that, that is the thing. Like, any worse, and this would have been something I would have considered almost unwatchable TOS-level stuff. Like, it's just... It's it's yeah. not Binars, though, is it? No, Binars was below. That was like a two. Yeah. I just... This, this, I mean, at least it's... Granted, it's probably something that's not true like science from a scientific basis but Mm. it's as theoretical as anything else so who knows like it could be it's (laughs) it's close enough for star trek you're like "Eh." wait so did did the science bother you or the no no but that's what really Mm. bugged me in the binars is that they were doing well-established things and they didn't even bother to like talk to an expert or figure anything else out about i know google wasn't around back then but it was that the eighties. That was <laughs> early nineties, but yes, it's what really got under. No, it was skin season one. It was eighty-seven. I thought it was okay. Anywho, yes, not as yeah. bad as the binars, but it, it's okay. this is definitely the worst of season seven so far. Did you, okay, that yeah, I just if it had just been about the warp stuff and they had stretched out maybe that tied with this rescue mission, 
I yeah. would have liked it more, but I just, I don't care about the cat. I don't care about the other chunk of it. I just, yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, the, the cat was a decent setup, but it was a setup for nothing. They didn't it do should have been, it. it should have been the cold open. Um, and I think it stops where they say like, Oh, uh, senior staff to the bridge. Like it should have been a one joke done and then move into the story. Yeah. Cause they've done that. They've done the spot thing as a cold open before. Yeah. Or like where, you know, um, for a descent part one data is playing poker. Like that's yeah. a good cold open. We just, we kind of get introduced. He's having a normal day and then it moves into the story, but it just kept going. And I was like, they're calling, they're, they're crawling through Jeffrey's tubes talking about, you know, tuna in someone's shirt training a cat. I'm like, I don't care. I really yeah. don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think this may be my bottom or in the, the bottom for this one, but there are some weird ones to go. So we'll see. Agreed. But I'll, I'll take the weird ones if they do it well. No, oh yeah. I don't mind weird. That was really the problem. <laughs> yeah. This was yeah. just funky. Some script issues and stuff, but it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, any other parting thoughts? No. Cool. All right. I'll tell I will take the yeah. awkward silences. No, this one's just done. Yeah. You guys can't nod at me. That doesn't make for good radio. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's very hard to hear a nod. <laughs> it is. All right. Uh, David, please do your thing, sir. All right, and check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com or now at thenerdtrek.com, where we have links to all of our social media sites. You can stare into our eyes, staring back into yours through the screen at the Meet the Nerds section. You can buy some of our shit at Bonfire or at Cafe Press, and we might notice. And whenever you are done running your shit back and forth to wear a hole in space, because why not? Give us a five-star rating and review, and we'll read it out over the air. Fantastic. That is it for us, everyone. Um, quick reminder, don't forget, um, all three of us will be in Vegas for the Star Trek convention. We will have a panel. Live in we'll person. Live yes. in person. Um, we will be discussing uh, podcasting in the fandom, and we'll have some guests with us. Uh, but come and see us. That will be on Sunday, but we will be there all weekend. So please come see us. We would love to meet some fans and uh, or just other Trekkie fans, whether you're a fan of us or not. Uh, that's fine. It's True. Fine. Yes. It's fine. Come meet us. We just want to talk to you. Come meet us. All right. That's it for us. Thank you for listening. And we will catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. See ya.